What's up? Hey guys, how's everybody doing today? Well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing good too. It's Friday. Yep. It's November. I just got a haircut. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. I, see. Yeah. I got one too. I got an edge up. Okay. <laughs> I was 45 minutes at a barber, right? No, same thing. Same here. He. <laughs> he, he was like, yeah, so you're a communication studies major, right? I said, yeah, I'm about to graduate. He says, so that means like you can like talk to girls and stuff. <laughs> I said, what do you mean? He was like, yeah, like you understand people's um, uh, movements and like thoughts and stuff. And I was like, not really. <laughs> and then he says, uh, well, no, I heard this thing that if you look at the girl's forehead, she'll just get weird. I tried to do the day, bro. You should do it. What? It's weird. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, me either. All right, so we're going to get to it. My name's Sherman. I'm Ricky. And we're just, you know, chilling out, trying to do a podcast, see where it goes from here. Um, we don't really, I don't really have a name for it yet. We're just going to wing it, and we'll just get to that when we, you know, come up with the name and figure everything else out. So I guess we're going to just start with the intro. Um, again, I said my name is Sherman. I am African-American male. Uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I identify as gay. What about you? <laughs> okay, that's my, I guess that's my cue. Uh, my name is Ricky. I am 28 years old. I'm from Asheville, North Carolina, but I live now in Greensboro. Um, my pronouns are he, him, his. Um, yeah. What do you identify as? Oh, like, I, are, are you, oh I identify as gay, gay man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, straight up. Like, like in the category of gay. Because, you know, there's bears, there's twinks, there's otter. What would you throw? I know. I was actually thinking about that the other, the other day. I don't know if I am a... Like, I'm not a twink. I'm not a muscle gay either. Okay. I feel like I'm right in the middle, whatever that is. Is that like a twunk? Is that... Like, is that a real... <clears throat> I don't know if that's a Category? Real, I don't know. But someone's called me that before, and I was like, a I twunk? didn't know that was a thing. Like, you're like a... You're like a hunk, but you're, like, not a twink, but you're yeah. small, so you're not really, like, a... Because also, I'm not hairy, so I'm not okay. a bear or an yeah. otter, which is, like, yeah. a skinny, hairy person, hairy yeah. guy. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think we're going to have to do some research on it. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to ask some people, like, what do they think we are? Like, based on... if you saw No, yeah, because I feel like in the gay world itself, what are you categories, and maybe that's why so much people, so many people are, like, um turned off by our culture within our culture or like criticize it because it's like you everyone identifies with something and you're in your sect and you're a bear and you're a twink and you're a muscle and you stay here and he stays there it's really much divided so i don't know i i'm like i'm like where do i fit in in this divide now and especially at 28 when you're like kind of have already done the whole party and thing um and you did all that and you were really young and you were like you know what i'm saying and once again, it goes back to like that whole thing in the gay community where it's like 28 is like considered old, which is weird, but that's wow. what like people in our community be like, oh, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're older. You're older. And so it's weird to be like, where do you fit in now? Now that you, those like partying twink days are over. And not necessarily that I would, I even consider myself a twink, but younger. I feel like we always could, <clears throat> anyone in like 25 and below is like a twink regardless, I feel. I mean, I don't know. So if someone is like 200 plus pounds and just because they're 23, they're still considered a twink? Because... I don't know. I feel like that. I don't know. Okay. As someone, since you think you're old because you're 
in your late twenties. So I know I'm not saying I feel that way. I feel like the community places this pressure on. So what do they consider you at thirty five dead? <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, girl. I don't know. I haven't got there yet, but. I'm going to start picking out my casting. Exactly. Sense, the, you know? the funeral arrangements are going to be <laughs> ready. I, damn. I did not expect you to Yes. No, see, I mean, I saw that. There was this, like, meme going around. Uh, this guy said he was in uh, Pride in Atlanta. And that someone said, oh, I feel like they said that you're a hot twinker or something like that. Are you a twinker? Somehow the word twink came around. And he was like, I'm 29. And the guy was like. Oh, you're a twas. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, like, I don't know, you know? Like I said, it, it, it's very, it, it happens. I mean, I would say I was a twink in my early 20s because I was very slim. I was right. fearless. You same know? year, like same. But I wasn't even active then. Like, I didn't become active oh. in a gay community until 22. So, listen to this. I just found out what twink means. It means uh, teenager white with no kink that's what are you serious yes no you're Mm -hmm. lying teenager white with no kink so it's so then i'm not a twin because i'm not white same here i'm a a latino brown skinned man you know what i'm saying so like we never really fit into that category so like even whenever i would say if you've like looked up porn twink it's like always like a white like a skinny blonde haired straight justin bieber type look you know what i'm saying that's true i never paid attention to that i mean i guess i like I said, I was late to the LGBTQ right. gay community, so at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, oh, I just walked up in a club and was like, oh, I'm gay, I'm just, but then I got in the club and I was like, wait, there's categories within the gay community? No, same, I mean, I, even when I came out, like, my, um, like, introduction to the gay world was, like, Tumblr, so, like, all the, the every like couple I saw on Tumblr and Jeremy even knows a couple Ethan and whatever his boyfriend's name what's his name girl I'm not saying no names <laughs> well we said it's that the we, YouTube couple yeah, that was like yeah. really popular in 2014 oh, oh you're talking about Ethan and it, it, um, his, Evan Evan no, was it Evan I don't know I know everyone knows Ethan I don't know the well the, it's like that's the name you know what I'm saying Ethan yeah. whatever his boyfriend was but like that was my introduction to it and like even then looking at it and like versus like looking at it now I'm like. It was like this, like, kind of like two perfect couple yeah. that you had to, like, really, one, you kind of, I, I guess, kind of aspired to be, like, this is what gay is, mm-hmm. them two, you know, but, like, now, and, and even then, I knew I didn't fit into that category. Yeah. But. Wow. So, we are both gay males. We're both, the age difference between us is only a few years. It's not that many. I'm not saying because I like to remain anonymous. I mean, technically, middle age deceased. <laughs> Bitch, fuck you. It's not <laughs> I am not deceased, okay? I am still a sprite. My knees still work a little bit, so I, I take pride in that. No, I have been having knee problems lately. That I'm like, I've been going to the gym. What the fuck? Well, yeah, you have been going to the gym. So I'm like, why the fuck is my knee hurting? Oh my god. So we need to talk about how we met, all right? Because okay. we we are friends. We're I like to say we're best friends. Um, how we met? Wait, wait. You said we are. Like, they were like, yes, okay, friends. yes. Yeah, like, we're best friends. <laughs> I thought you said you were <laughs> No, I said we were best friends. We're not best friends. Okay, so, I, so I'm just going to tell my end of the story, and then I'm going to let you take over from it at the moment. Okay. Like, I approached you, or I think you approached me. But, anyway, I occasionally do drag, right. like, once every, once every six months. And I went to this local drag place here in Greensboro called Chemistry, and I was like, hey... I'm going to do drag, so I left the house, dressed up in my drag outfit, had my music, I was ready to Wait, go. wait, wait, what's her name? 
Oh, my drag name? Yeah. Oh, God. Her name is Victoria Osmosis, okay? Her name came from Victoria, who's always a bitchy person in every TV show. Mm-hmm. And in Osmosis, my favorite movie was Osmosis Jones. Justice. So I just mixed the two together. So I walk up in the chemistry. I'm like, okay, I see the, the queen who's hosting. I walk up to her. I was like, hey. She was like, okay, I'll come to you and get, take your music whenever. And I'm like, all right. You know, sitting there, I'm looking around, seeing people. I'm not seeing any other drag queens. And then out of lo and behold my eyes, I see this little Selena. Yeah, Selena. In the corner. Yeah. And I'm like. Straight up, oh by God. the door. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I think she's performing. I think she's going to perform tonight. This is amateur, right? So, mm-hmm. like, none of the professionals. Yeah, it was 10 o'clock. It was not. Barflies. Yeah, so we were early. You know, I'm old, so whatever. Deceased. So... <laughs> So, anyway, I, I'm sitting down and then take over from there. No, yeah, so um, Sherman, uh, uh, Victoria, walks up to me. It's like, oh my God, are you, are you performing at the show? I'm perform- performing at the show. Um, mind you, I had just moved to Greensboro. Um, at that time, I was doing drag for like six months. So, I also was doing drag at this time. Um, my drag name was Giselle Rose. So... It was like maybe my third week in Greensboro, and I was like, the last show, I, the last drag show I had was like my farewell farewell show from Asheville, and I was like, I want to get my toes wet in town. I kind of want to take this seriously. I don't really have friends in Greensboro, so I was like, let me just um, jump into this new scene and see what happens. Even when I walked in, Ivy was like, Oh, okay, you look kind of cute. I was like, Okay, okay, you know what I'm saying? Just like, I kind of let, let's see how this goes. I have nothing, like, just go. Just, you know, went out on a whim. And Sherman comes up, and I'm like, okay, who's this? Like, usually, like, I didn't think anyone would talk to me. It's like a, you know, new town, mm-hmm. talent competition, and the girl with the really long legs coming over, coming over here talking to me. <laughs> okay. Like, oiled up, like, hair all down her face, like, oiled up, ready to go. She's like, she's got to hit somebody. <laughs> No, but she was really sweet. And, I don't know, from that moment, it was just like, oh, this is a cool-ass person, and it was awesome that I met them in drag. Kind of, in a, I guess, you f- in drag, you feel like, kind of more yourself, like, different parts of your personality come out, mm-hmm. so, it felt cool to meet Sherman Victoria in that moment. Oh, yeah, definitely. I felt the same way. Like, when we started talking, there was this level of, like, comfort. I was just like, okay. Here's someone else who's doing this for supposedly the first time. I didn't know at the time how have you had done it before. But, like, you know, it was that comfort in just being like, okay, this person is nice. They're cool. Because right. you know in the drag community, they can be very vicious shady, and- vicious, and bitchy. So, you know, it, it felt good to just feel like someone was just as new to the scenario as I was. And then we had to go back and, you know, we did our little performances. I performed to... Tiana Taylor's, um, oh my god, I can't remember the song now. Now I'm going to have to look it up, because you can go ahead and talk about what you performed. Um, so, I had been doing drag at the time for like six months, and I kind of didn't really have a niche, and I was just kind of doing random pop songs that I grew up with, and I was like, I've never done, like, really explored this feminine side of myself that was like, let's do like all the two, early 2000s songs like the Britney's and the Christina's and Danny Kane for all of you guys who don't know who Danny Kane is like a really popular uh, girl group in like the 2007-2008 era so like the MySpace era and that was like really big for me during that time like middle school age so like, let me like tap into that and like 
explore that side of me and like you know but um at, at that by the time chemistry rolled around i had been doing drag six months and i was like oh let me i was i finally was like oh shit i'm good at selena I did Selena at my last performance in Nashville, and it was well, well received. And I was like, okay, this kind of follow. You have to follow the noise, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, let me follow the noise, and it was a good night. But the only thing I will say about that night was that it wasn't really Selena. Uh, like my outfit was nowhere near Selena. It was like this weird blue, like uh, Western thrifted uh jumpsuit it was like it was like a weird it was it was not selena so like it was because also um a friend of mine had got a video of it and halfway through the performance you can hear someone in the audience say oh that's selena <laughs> but you know, like it, it, it was bd bd bomb bomb one of her most famous songs but the fact that it looked i mean i didn't have an outfit that was of selena made people confused i mean my hair it was a really shitty um long hair you know it was straight out the back it was it, that wig was not of quality at all but at least the hair was like somewhat selena you know what i'm saying there was a bang it was black but it wasn't to the level of like what could have been you know but yeah it was fun you 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 have <clears throat> transitioned like your makeup skills and everything right over the time that I've known you from the moment that I met you. Mm -hmm. Like, even all of our friends say right. your, your makeup skills and the way you dress and look has changed. Unfortunately for me, the song that I actually did do because I found it, mm -hmm. it was Tiana Taylor's um, How You Do It, I think it's called. It's a it's a very sexual song. So if you don't know Victoria, Victoria, um, How Do You Want It is what how it was called. How Do You called. Want It? So Victoria is very sexual in regards of, like, how she's presenting. Right. She loves showing body. Very Naomi very you know um i don't know she just like she's everything that sherman isn't like victoria is outspoken and she's just like a very sexual person and she's not afraid to just get out there right. and, like grind and do whatever but it was it, that mainly came from like me coming from a christian and very conservative family and just like mm -hmm. how i was raised so when i was able to create this alter ego and do this thing it's something about drag that's that was kind of freeing that was right. kind of just like everything that you couldn't do as yourself you can kind of rechannel it and make this person everything that you aspire or can't be right and i feel like it's um i from coming uh, from my perspective i feel like it has to with sexual repression especially mm -hmm. as queer people i also grew up in like a conservative area or a conservative in a conservative family unit and like deal working within the church and like uh, working with like youth pastors and stuff like that so I feel like it was kind of like drag was like a reclaiming kind of thing where I feel like women have always been a, a owners of their sexualities and I feel like it's weird some people probably won't see don't see that or but I feel like as queer people a lot of our heroes were women especially like pop stars and just like music stars and like it was like so empowering to see that yeah i mean i don't know i feel like there 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 should be more on that conversation but like i just feel like it's just like a taking of an ownership of this your your the sexual parts of yourself that you didn't couldn't explore at 14 didn't explore at 15 didn't cuz a lot of you know i personally didn't have a sexual experience until I was 21 or 20 at the end of my at the end of 20 so it was like I had to wait all those years to like really like be sexual which is like wow. 
Yeah. You're just a whore. I mean, because I was a late bloomer. I didn't even do... I mean, I was joking. Like, clearly you're not that. But, like, I mean, I think I was 21, 22 when I dabbled into the LGBTQ queer I said 20 how, two years is not a difference it is it's a, two, it's a difference okay. no I mean it was it was the end it was the end it was like a one month before I turned 21 so like essentially true, 21 true. okay but you also have to keep the age difference and gap in between it's like you talking about you you what dating site were you on that you were using to date back then like Roger Okay, that oh, didn't exist right, for me. Right, like that so wasn't right. a thing. I was on a website called. But PGC I mean, Live. I was using it on an Android one, so that tells you anything. Oh, I didn't even have smartphones, dumb it. You know what? We're not going. <laughs> no, <there. I'm> kidding. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, because a lot of people are gonna listen to this, listen to this and be like, an uh, Android one. That was the first phone, like the first smartphone I ever had was an Android one. You know, well, I'm gonna stop <sighs> dating myself because it it comes up every time you talk about things. Every time you say something, I'm like, oh my god, that's nothing. Like I was, I was doing things like the creepy way. Like I was on BGC Live, right. and Adam for Adam or Gay dot com well, or something like want, that. If you want to get into it, we can get into oh it. My god, we are, that's a whole nother topic and episode. We're talking about why we got into drag, and now we're kind of like dabbling into the whole gay. Culture. I told like you a, this is how this was gonna go. It was gonna go boop, but 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 yeah. You know, that's this is yeah. I know. I don't know. I, I was nervous at first. Like, guys, we talked about it even before we, like, hit play. How is this going to go? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. But even then, like, I've had moments even throughout this first show, like, where I'm like, dang, what am I talking about? Is that right? Am I enunciating? Like, oh, shit. But I feel like it's a learning process. Yeah, I agree. I think but I think I'm just a little bit more reserved because there's a lot more that, like, because you're just out there saying, oh, I did this and I did that. And I think the more we do this, the more, in like, comfortable, comfortable. I'll be. Right. And I'll just be like, okay, well, this happened and this happened. But, like, I also am very, like... Cause right, maybe I shouldn't be giving them everything. No, no, <laughs> give them everything. That way, you know, you're the outspoken one. I'm the <laughs> reserved. I'm the old... I'm the, I'm dead. Girl, she's dead. <laughs> we're, we're, we're speaking to the gums at this point. I'm done with you. I can't. But no, definitely, you know, I don't know. I think if you want to talk about the idea of, like, coming out, because, like, that's, that's, I want to start from the beginning okay. of things, pretty much. Like, just, just, like, when you came out, how you came out, and... Was it pressure? Was your family accepting? Right. You know. So, going back to that thing of, like, how I got introduced. Not introduced, but, like, I finally, beyond porn, I was trying to see who queer, besides myself, who other queer people were. And I was like, Tumblr somehow found its way into my life, you know what I'm saying? I feel like any other um, millennial on here will maybe uh, relate to this. 2014, 2015, 2016 was an important part or of I feel like in my Tumblr Tumblr life. But seeing the posts, seeing people's coming out videos on YouTube was also really really big. And just like trying to like decipher and be like, how do I do this? And like hearing people say like, don't do it unless you're ready, because um, you don't want to get t- kicked out. And like those were genuine fears that I had, and I was just like, what do I do? And like. Am I ready to do this? And like, but at that point, I was just like, nothing's happening. Like, I'm not experiencing anything. Like, there's no, you know, what I'm saying, even friends. Like, 
y'all, I wouldn't even tell people like my favorite songs or like movies or like things I liked. Like that's not, that was like, it was like, you have to strengthen those part, parts of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like those parts that I knew were my favorite parts about me. It wasn't seen that way in the straight world or whatever, you know, the, the heterosexual community. No, I agree. But I, I didn't want to hide. It just was like, I don't want to hide anymore. I don't want to hide. I want to show the world who I am. I feel like I was just like getting, I was just like, someone was playing me on a string and I was just like playing this part that was very, very boring. Like very, very boring. So, um, it was, I came out, the first person I came out to was my sister, my little sister, younger than me. Um, and I just remember walking into my her room and being like, Vanessa, I'm gay. And it was like, it took me forever to say it even. And then we just stood in silence for like five minutes and just stared at each other. Mm. Like, quiet. Nothing happened? Like, nothing happened. No, we, yeah. It just like walked over next, next door and she was just like, oh. Well, she kind of was shocked, but I was like, Vanessa, I've been showing you like women close like this. I, mm-hmm. Girl, we used to vibe out to like the songs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The girls back, you know what I'm saying? We used to vibe out to the girls back in the day. Like, stop, you know? So what, what about your parents? Is that, like, recent or is that, like, years later? No, so my, it really was just, like, a everyone is gonna know because I'm tired of hiding. Oh, wow. Like, I'm just, like, it, it's, like, it, everyone's gonna know. Um, so I forgot. Now, the order I forgot. Told my brother, told my sister, happened, like, but I also have ten people in my family. So I wasn't telling everybody. But I told the clo- four closest people that I was closest to. I told my mom before I told everyone. Everyone happened on Facebook, Jan- July 9th, 2014, I believe. I can pull it up real quick. I think it was July 9th, 2014. Um, let me check. I think. July, yeah, July 6th, 2014. I did an old post. Y'all want me to read it? Okay. Should I read it or no? Go ahead, read your post. I could read it. I mean, read your post. Okay. Have your moment. So basically, I have my, I'm going to have my moment and need it too. Um, I've always felt a tremendous amount of fear my entire life when it came to who I was. I always felt lesser than because I wasn't like everyone else, but I tried to be and it sucked. I didn't want to be judged for who I was, and so I found comfort in isolation. I was literally happy with people making me whatever they wanted me to be. I recently realized that it didn't matter what anyone else thought of me, but what I thought of myself, I've wanted to say is I'm gay and I deserve happiness in my life. I've been hiding from my true existence and I won't be ashamed anymore. So after that, it was just like a whole hellstorm, like hellstorm. You know, everything's so dramatic back then. I feel like, but like my brother ended up calling my, mom, or it was a moment. I feel like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it was a moment. Like people were mad, people were calling people, and like blah blah blah, and like is this real? Like I said, this could be a whole segment around trauma yeah, yeah. that we can revisit later. I feel of like. course, um, of course. But I, I told my mom before. She was okay with it. People found out. She kind of was like, "Keep, keep the business to yourself." Kind of. But for me, it was it was a no, no, no. Like, no. Like, queer people were strong. We're resilient. We're you know what I'm saying we can deal with things. And I was like, I this is my life. Like, this isn't a joke. This is not a joke. Like, this is who I am. This is I can do this. And I, it it had been my whole life and like fear and like overthinking and. Not being real, not being genuine, you know, genuine. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want to live a life where I woke up one day and I was fifty, 
married to a woman with a whole bunch of kids and being like, this is, like, what? I could never imagine living a fake life like that. Mm. That would have been, that would have been too much. Like, I knew I couldn't marry, date a woman, be with a woman, and then one day be like, oh, that was all a, a, a lying ass mess and I never found you sexually attractive. I never, like, you know what I'm saying? Had, so, have you been with a woman? I only ever did was kiss a, a girl like in middle school, not middle school, um, I went on a date with her. It was like high school, um, junior year, senior, senior, junior, junior year or senior, senior year. And we kissed and I was just like, it's not it. Mm. I didn't like it. It was like, and she was the one who initiated it and it was just not it. I, I was like, what do you do with that? It's like in a movie when you kiss someone. In the movies when they kiss someone, and then it's clearly like there's no spark, there's no nothing. No, there. it was no nothing. Like it was bland. It was bland. Unseasoned. It chicken. was unseasoned chicken. <laughs> it was there was no sazon. It was not it. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, yeah. That's so I mean, good, that's a good thing though. Like it seemed like your family was very accepting. There was like no crazy backlash or anything. Like hopefully, you know, you right. don't go into details like about every individual person, but at least. Clearly, you're still alive today. Right. No, exactly. And I feel like that was one of the initial things. He was like, oh, I'm not going to be alive after this. Or, you know, it's like, and once again, this goes back to that, like, younger, where you over-dramatize everything. And luckily, nothing like that happened. But on another note, Sherman, I want to hear from you. How did, what was your experience like? Like, what was, what was yours like? And how was it different from mine? Because I know yours was from the 1800s. Okay. <laughs> You're going to stop trying to read the book, all right? No, wait, I, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just kidding. Awesome. I didn't know. It's yeah, fine. No, okay, okay, so pretty much I came out. I was like 21 or 22. I can't remember the exact age. I mean, I it was so long ago. But when I came out, I like went home for Thanksgiving or something, and I had brought the guy that I was dating at the time. But I didn't introduce him as the guy I was dating. Okay, I so he was your a friend. friend. Yes, he no was my friend. friend. And so we went back. I was just like, all right. I called my mom up. I was like, mom, hey, listen, um, that guy that I brought home, he was my boyfriend. She immediately started quoting driver scripture. So that was right after you had gone back home from yeah. school. Yeah, yeah. When so I you went back. Back to school. Okay. So once I got back to school, I was comfortable. I was thinking in my head. I was like, you know what? I think it's time. So I called my mom up. While I was walking on campus, like, I didn't even, like, get to a safe location where nobody could hear me. I was just like, I'm just going to call her right now. Called her, told her. She quoted a Bible scripture, and she starts to say something about Jesus, and then I hung up. And then she called me back. Yeah, no. And she was just kind of like, hey, listen, you know, we can talk about this, da 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 And I just said, listen, Mom, I only called you because I'm telling you out of respect. Like, you're my mom. Like, I'm not looking for validation. I'm not looking for you to tell me it's okay. All I'm doing is telling you because you're my mom, I love you, and da 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 Right. And then I came out to my brothers and sisters. Like, I don't even think I had to come out to them. I think they just, it's one of those things where it's just they knew, especially my oldest brother. Right. He knew. Like, I, I like I had lived with him for a while, so he knew, I think he had ideas, but he knew my brothers and sisters didn't care. My family's always been just... Yeah, like even though I come from a very religious background, my mom is a minister, my dad was like played instruments in church and he was we went from church to church helping smaller churches with music and stuff. Like my parents just said, Listen, we raised you according to how we were raised and what we believe, but you're still our son. We still love you. 
you know, and we're not going to treat you different. And that's one thing I can't say I respect about my parents. And I was very, um, I was very lucky or blessed, whichever way you float, whether you're religious or not. At the end of the day, I just had this support system that while they might not agree, they say blood and love is thicker than, you know, what other people say or what other people agendas are. And my mom and dad have always been like free thinkers. They've never been the judging type. They don't believe in judging people. They mm-hmm. believe in just like live your life. You have to answer for your choices. And at the same time, like my grandma knew, my grandma found out, all my family members found out. But like I, I, I just don't care. Like what are you going to do to me? Right. I've done more damage to myself dealing with the mental turmoil like, before you even come out, you have to realize something about LGBT people. Right. We go through the struggle mentally, internally, before we even come to you to tell you. So, while, yeah, it might be hard for us, we might be emotional, we might not care, it can be different emotions, but we have to internally battle with ourselves, with right. whatever. Not even like, oh, it's wrong, we're battling with ourselves, but it's like, you're raised, in most scenarios, to believe that something's wrong, it's mm-hmm. not right. Or you're different. You don't know why you're different. And then you come to terms with your sexuality or that you're attracted to guys. It's just a whole spectrum. It's a, actually just a big rainbow of so many possibilities of how you can be affected and how you come out. Right. So for me, luckily, I had a supportive family and I just told people. And now I don't care. Like, what are you going to do to me? Nothing. Well, right. You try to fight me. But whatever. Good luck. I thought you made a really important, like, thing. Um <clears throat> In in your in your story, you said something about like you did when your mom called you. You were not looking for validation for her to say it was okay. Like elaborate more on that. So, my my mom and dad have always known I'm like a headstrong person. When it comes to me, right. it's just kind of like it's not like my way or the highway because I can see people's point of view. But like something traumatic happened to me when I was younger, right? Like I was in church. I was active in church. I sang in a choir. I did so many things. So when I started to become sexually attracted or notice my sexual attraction to men, I confided in my pastor, right? So my pastor was like, okay, come to my office and we'll talk about it every every other Sunday. I can't remember the exact, like, rotation of how many times I talked to him, but I opened up to him about, like, just being attracted to guys and these feelings and these thoughts that would come in my head. So he would suggest things like, read the Bible, rebuke the devil, do so many other things. And this was throughout periods of weeks or so that I would talk to him. And then one day, he called me to the front of the church. Mind you, I'm living in a small town in the country, so all of my family members go to this church. It's a small town. Everybody that I know is in this church. I'm standing at the front of the church, and I'm thinking he's just going to pray for me because we've been praying every time and every day. And out of nowhere, he just begins to say... Sherman has been dealing with homosexuality. Oh, my God. And you were how old? Ah, man. I was in high school. I might have been, like, 16 mm-hmm. don't or 15. Even, like, don't, I cannot even imagine anyone knowing at 16, like, I can't. Like, I would have died. I feel I, I would have died. I, oh, no. And that's, I t- to this very day, whenever I tell people about that moment that happened to me, I tell them, like, in that moment, being as dramatic as I was and as young as I was... Right. Like, I confided in you. Like, I was, like, I was crying. And was it, like, audience gasp? Like, like <gasps> nobody gasped. People just looked, like, it's a, luckily in the black community, 
homosexuality is not something they're very knowledgeable about or right. not back then, okay? So it was just kind of like an unspoken thing. Right. So it was just kind of like, okay, well, the pastor's probably going to pray the demon out of him right. or whatever. So I'm standing there. But mind you, imagine this. This information is just released. Your mom, your dad, your brothers, your and sisters. And you're looking are at everybody. I'm standing and looking, looking at, at everybody. everybody mm-hmm. And I'm crying. And like he puts his hand on my head and pushes me back. Kind of like you see in right. those videos, like they're doing black churches, and right. like I fall to the ground. I'm assuming everybody's assuming, oh, he's been touched by the Holy Spirit. But the only thing I could think about is like it felt like it felt like time was moving slow and fast at right. the same time. Like I felt like it was days, but I felt like it was seconds. Because not only did I have to, I had to figure out what my next move was. Right. Like I have to continue living after this big bomb is dropped in front of everybody that I know. Now the whole world, like even if. I mean, the whole school at that point knew. Yeah. Was going to know. Yeah. By tomorrow. Of course. And at the end of the day, like, I just remember laying on the ground and crying and thinking to myself, you're dead. Like, whatever version of who I was and built up and accumulated in that moment, that version of Sherman died. Like, it was just, I became hard. I became Mm -hmm. isolated. I became like. I can't tell people my business. I can't put myself out right. there because if this person would do this, and I don't hold any remorse. I'm not angry at him. Right. I don't hate him. Honestly, people are going to say you shouldn't say things like this, but I felt like that moment was a huge turning point to making who I am today. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. You know, so, yeah, when he, when he outed me in front of everybody, I just... I just froze. And then I got up and sat in the back of the church. And I sat there. And the only thing I could think about was, what am I going to do? I mean, you're like hot with embarrassment. Like, it's like yeah. that weird feeling where you're just like, what is happening? Like, and then one thing I can't even say I relate to it because I don't know what I would do had that happened to me. Like, had the had the porn of that on the family computer and someone would have said something. Like, I don't know what I would have done or what I would have said. I'm pretty sure it was found, but no one ever said anything. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. But long story short, it just kind of like, it just kind of like, like I said, the thing that I think saved me the most was in the black community and in the church. It's like LGBT, anything gay, you don't really talk about. So while it was like, oh, we prayed the gay away, right. it was also just never a topic. It was never anything talked about, never anything brought up. Right. My family still treated me the same to a certain extent, but it was, I was more so concerned about what was going on mentally and myself than I was about what was happening. I was scared how my brothers was going to treat me or how my some of my best friends were going to treat me. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, the black community don't ask, don't tell, or don't, like, acknowledge right. anything that goes on kind of saved me because I didn't have to deal with repercussions of being bullied or people talking about mm-hmm. me or anything like that. It was just kind of... And plus, mind you, I was... In that moment, I was also angry because I was like, but I haven't done anything. You're calling me a homosexual when I haven't... I mean, right. From the perspective of a 16-year-old, it's like, I haven't sexually done anything with a guy or a girl, so I'm not anything. Anyone, really, yeah. Like, you're labeling me, you're throwing me in this category. Plus, mind you, back then, the way gay people were viewed... Oh, absolutely. It was just kind of like... Same here. Pedophiles, creeps, all of those things, and all of those bad stigmas that came along with it is what scared me the most. And you're sitting there, gay as can be, all of us, every single queer person who will listen to this... And people are saying these things when, like, we're existing in your space every second without you even acknowledging. I would say acknowledging. You can know, but you don't even acknowledge that we're, like, yeah. here, you know? 
I don't know how people... And guess who fucking raised us? Y'all. Yeah. Like, you raised me. So if I'm gay, you made me gay. Yeah, y'all did. You did a poor job. <laughs> y'all hear that? I'm joking. I'm Straight totally people joking. made homosexuality. No, mom <laughs> and dad, you did a great job. No, you know what I'm me. saying? It's just like that, like... We... we oh, now I'm getting... I'm screaming now. Go ahead. You're angry. I can see <laughs> it. Like, his face is red. Like, he is mad. A little brown, but... Um, yeah, just like... Where did it come from? Like, it, this... It, when I came out, it was like this. It was like I had dropped a bomb on the world, as if like the person that they had been seeing that whole time wasn't me. No, it's me. There was just this thing I couldn't tell you because people didn't talk about. Like you said, didn't talk about it. It would come up on TV. It would be a joke. Mm-hmm. It would or it would be the uh, the next bus, and it would be like those you know, uh, blonde tipped uh, Hollister wearing like twinks or whatever. Like you know, yeah. that's what it was and. You weren't um, represented correctly. You weren't represented correctly. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, but also mostly it was a joke. It wasn't like this is an actual human being. It is the butt of the joke. Yeah. It's the it's the queer. It's the faggot. It's the this. It's the that. It's the sissy. It's the you know what I'm saying? It's always a joke. It's the hairdresser. It's the buttercream, buttercream, buttercream from uh, Rush Hour. You know what I'm saying? You remember yeah, that scene? You remember, remember that? Remember like that you remember that? Like that? How did like? Of course we kiki. Of course we laugh. Of course you know what I'm saying. But, but what the fuck is that like? Hairdressers like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know we we're, we wouldn't do that to a straight man. Like that's not like why would you know yeah. who? Well, even in the, even in the end, like straight men have so many like there's there's so much dynamic and versatility <laughs> with straight men that would have represented in media. Right. Whereas gay people were either just it, the flamboyant, hairdresser, over the top, in the fashion, the you know. uh, the assistant, the uh, the guy from Legally Blonde. Don't um stomp your uh, last season product. She's a me honey like. You know? Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, things have advanced a little bit more now. They've become a little bit more, you know, inclusive to the right. different types of gay men, you know. But even then, I feel like, but even, even then now, I feel like it's still, like, a perfect gay man with, like, the perfect job and the perfect husband. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like, being gay and especially being brown and black gay, it's like, you know? Yeah, it is different. It is different. Especially representation. Especially, like, Oh, we're gonna have to. We would have to hold do a whole other podcast about what it's like to be queer in a minority. Yeah, I mean this like, is it. I mean this is it. This is this is like the you know the moment like where people can like see a different perspective. I mean this is true. This is true. I like to just say that at the end of the day, my takeaway from coming out and just everything that happened and transpired just made me. Anything that's ever happened to me negative in my life has always made me want to like prove people wrong or prove to myself that one, I'm not that where I'm stronger than what, you know, people might view me as. So, I mean, I think we're at like a 40 point, 40 minute point. We've been talking for like 40 minutes now. It feels like we've been talking for longer. It, it really it does. does. It really does. But... We're definitely going to have to come back and do another one and talk about what it's like to be a minority in the gay community. And that is going to be a reoccurring topic because yeah. it's, it can't fit it's our life. You can't it's not, who we yeah, are. It can't fit into one episode, and especially if we talk about that one bar we go to in town. Oh, God. <laughs> we're not going to do that. Now. Yeah, we're not that, doing that. That's going to be dramatic. But yeah. thank you guys for coming and just listening to our podcast. Yes, thank you guys so much for listening. It was an awesome time. Um, yeah, we're just gonna 
um, keep doing it and like if you guys like it we're gonna put out more uh, more content more um, maybe add some drag race in there you know whatever you guys want to hear I mean I'm definitely game to whatever Sherman is too so alright we'll definitely do that well thanks guys see you later bye